This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future experience with it. Today's topic was the NCAA. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Welcome back. It is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is episode number 165. 165, Bill. 165, Adam. We're getting there, buddy. We're getting there. And by there, I guess I mean... Yeah, that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) The end of time? Yeah. Yeah. One sixty six. Yeah, I guess we're right <laughs> we're, about there. We're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. We're right about there. Speaking of getting there, Adam. Yeah. Have you ever seen? Did you see the movie Free Solo? I did not see the movie Free Solo. You and Marina have been talking to me oh, about it. Oh, I've, I've asked you already. Uh, let, uh, only casually. Okay. I have not seen it. Okay. Will you tell? Will you tell me how much you love it? There's a big mountain, and there's a climber who's trying to get there. Get there. And he's almost there. Yes. And he gets there. Spoiler alert. He yes. gets there. You see it in the first minute. Um, El Capitan yes. is like a like a, one of the biggest uh, rock faces in America, maybe in the world. In, one of the most desired climbing mountains. Yosemite in the world. National Park, Correct. or maybe. Correct. Straight up, it's like 2,000 meters or something Jesus like that. Christ. It is enormous. It's yes. like a mile high, maybe maybe much higher than that. Yes. Um, everyone, not everyone, all professional climbers, like super, super pro climbers, uh, try and scale it with ropes. This is like their great white whale. This yes. This is like the one. Yes. Yes. And like it's been very popularized, and now there's like trails that have been built wow. and mapped out, and now people with spikes and ropes climb it. Gear. Guys like you and I could not, but people who have been doing it for 30, 40 years Got it. can. Yep. And then there's this guy who shows up and says, I'm going to do it without ropes. It- if a little pebble falls, so do I. Okay, so I have so, so many questions. Is climbing without ropes already a sub subset of climbing? Yes. Uh, must be. It's called that- free soloing. Free soloing. Yes. That's what that is. So yeah. that's not weird of him to do that. That on happens. That, on the, at that scale, that is very weird of him. <laughs> at my scale, where you're climbing like 50-foot walls that have giant pads on the bottom, yes. that's also kind of free soloing or bouldering, but ultimately, you're fine. Yes. What he's doing is the greatest climbers in the world say he's crazy and insane for doing this. You told me after you saw that you thought that this was truly in your opinion maybe the most most impressive athletic or physical Correct. feat you had seen or could or be heard, done or heard of yeah. yeah like better than double uh iron man yeah. it's like better than like like triple super marathon runners yeah, yes. like this is the most consequential physical feat i've ever seen because he had to study an entire mountain at one eighth of an inch basically every single step up he had to study all that before doing it and if he made one slight mistake if he sneezed at the wrong time coughed at the wrong time if something gave out he's dead how do you study it how do you like you do it a thousand times with ropes and you literally look at every single rock every corner every curve what if if there's wind then do i do this i have two choices at this moment palpitating here you just say this yeah jesus yeah what is his personal demeanor what is his like as a as a human adult he has something in his brain that actually this is established early that doesn't uh accept fear or doesn't take on fear the same way we do. It needs like enormous levels of fear or something presented in front of him to even trigger that thing in his brain. He is very like lobotomized is the wrong word, but he's incapable of loving. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like established pretty quickly. Like he can't say, I love you. He can't process love. He can kind of say, I appreciate you to the people around him, but he's like, he is one with climbing, and he is like a, a difficult nut to crack. He's a, he seems like a, a gentle 
good guy. But devoid but, of love and fear. Yes. Does not feel love or fear. The Get two it? Bi- AKA the two bigs. Right. Because you'd think that love would make you second guess climbing this mountain. Yeah. And you'd think fear would make you second guess climbing this mountain. First guess. He has neither. So he wants to do this now. And and also it it, it would appear it would Alex seem, Hanold. I think that's his name. And I think Hanold. we should probably say it. Alex Hanold. Yeah. It I would could seem be wrong. to me that also it feels like a, a, a feat of filmmaking. Do like it feels so like almost as ex- much of a feat of filmmaking as it is climbing. Agreed. It, it totally <laughs> How do they do that? It, it totally is, and that actually <laughs> becomes a storyline too. Yeah. Having to make it the risks that come with making it. Do all these cameramen actually want to be making this? They're all climbers, yes. but it's like they are signing up to potentially film their buddy die. Yeah. You know what I mean? At which he knows and he accepts because he's an automaton and yes. he feels neither love nor fear. So but he's he, like, I will die, but, baby. But there is a twist in the middle Ooh. that uh, really sells it. Ooh. Yeah. Pretty great. Pretty great uh, movie. I got to see this movie. And it won the Oscar or something for yeah. like the craziest movie. Yeah. Yeah. Best rock driven movie. Best rock. It was either that or Bohemian Rhapsody. Best... Oh, Bill. Come okay. on now. Okay. So early, so funny. So... Jesus, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> So we are five minutes into this episode 165. The episode no. topic is not free solo. No. Um, Adam, what is today's episode topic? Uh, well, we've been talking about we are in the wake of this college admissions scandal, which sort of broke in the news yesterday. And uh, you and I were just talking off mic about the weird hypocrisy of the NCAA. So we thought that we might try and fix college college sports yeah. or fix amateur sports. Amateur sports? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think that today we will talk about the NCAA. Yeah. And we will try and fix and find a way to get the players paid. Yeah. Right. This has been something that I I don't I don't have I I'm not very well researched in this in okay. terms of like the actual facts. Same. But I have a have always had a strong emotional reaction to the amateurness of the NCAA. Right. I have always found it disturbing, bordering on uh like almost patently or bla- it feels clearly it's not illegal not to play not to pay these college athletes right. but it's always felt deeply immoral you keep or- saying always now when you were a kid reading east bay magazine and collecting syracuse shorts and talking about corliss williamson we're 13 years old and all we know is that these are super duper athletes we're not considering if they're getting paid or not wasn't thinking about it you weren't not thinking about it right by always i just mean as like a, as an aware adult right i guess i just mean like maybe even since i probably got to college right to be honest. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, slightly more aware, slightly more critical thinker. Yeah. Just course. like – yes, exactly. So starting out, my relationship to the NCAA, yes. much like yours, yes. was not critical at all. As a fan. All I thought was – because they were also adults. When yes. you're 13, college athletes are adults. You look at their bodies and you're like, I don't know, 42? You're 40, you're 40, <laughs> 22, 42, you're older than me. Exactly. I'm yeah, 11, yeah. so you're older. <laughs> That's just how that, that works. That's how the brain works. But I, I think about it now, and it's like I was buying St. John's gear. Yeah. I was buying jerseys and shorts. Yes. I was like – Felipe Lopez jerseys. Exactly. Yes. I was making VHS tapes of like March Madness. Yes. I was doing anything I could to consume college basketball. So was I. And I was spending money. So was I. And in retrospect – None of the athletes were making that money. It was all just going to the schools, one or would imagine. Nike? Or Nike. Yeah, or Nike. Right, right. or <laughs> Nike. And so it just kind of became this thing where I just like um, – I held it on a pedestal. Yeah. And it's funny how you grow up and you're like, wait a minute. Yes. All of those kids. Yes. All of those kids were being taken advantage of. They were being given like food for lunch and that's yes. it. Yes, yes. And I think that the – I think that the – justification that as a young person I bought 
almost without questioning, was that, like, they get to go to school for free. Right. Like, that's the payoff, is that, like, they get, like, scholarships, you know what I mean? And, like, because my father was a college athlete. Yes. And he... A football player. A football... He played football in college. And it was, like, it, that was so cool because that was his ticket to college. Like, right. And I, I think as a child... B- pre-critical thinking adam Mm -hmm. i was like that's awesome like sure you get get to go to college sure and play sports right and you get to go to college for free and play sports right is a dream right it's like a double bonus right that you get to and then i think that yes now as an adult in my life who like lives in the economy right i think i can sort of look at it with uh, obviously a bit more critically and be like well i don't think a college education necessarily is equitable to the dollar amount or the value amount that that Zion Williamson, that all these amateur right. athletes are bringing into the universities. So I think that's comparable. an important thing to consider. Yeah. Because when we talk about should athletes get paid, should yeah. college athletes get paid, yeah. we're usually talking about the Duke basketball players, the elite, you know, like the Notre Dame quarterbacks, right. you know, these people. Highest profile. Right. And the question, the, the, the thing we have to consider is that yes. they make up the 1% of 0. all 1%. college athletes. Totally. Absolutely Correct. true. And while they maybe should, maybe they are driving huge amounts of money to their schools, there's tons of kids who got on the fencing team. You're rolling that, that throw shot put. Yes. You know what I mean? And got them into the University of Texas as opposed to a small community college that they could afford. Yeah. And so it kind of goes both ways. Absolutely. So in my heart and in my gut, I'm like, I don't like to see anyone be taken advantage of. Definitely not. But I do recognize that it's not as easy as when we're talking about should the athletes get paid – I recognize that certain athletes shouldn't be getting, you know, superstar money. It is not a one-size-fits-all thing. There's right. so many tiers right. of, like, ha- well, yeah, ab- absolutely true. So There's that a- is kind of the challenge, I think, that you and I have in solving how to f- fix the NCAA. We have a half hour to do it. And right. honestly, I think that we can. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if it's going to require thinking outside of the box, yeah, quote, unquote. You might need to. Right. Yes. Um, I have a few thoughts on how we can kind of fix NCAA. <laughs> Great. Great. Um, maybe we hold that for the second act. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, I, I, are we approaching the end of our act here, We're Bill? approaching. Oh, your, okay. What's on your mind? Well, you were a college athlete. Yes. <laughs> I was not a college athlete. Right. You firsthand actually were IRL. But it was Yes, but we yeah. weren't uh, – we didn't get money from the NCAA yes. per se. It was – yeah. I'm genuinely curious as to what the relationship was like. If you – did you get a stipend? Was it like literally no. – what? how no, were no. you compensated, if at all, when uh, you were college? We were compensated with a nutritionist who fed us mm-hmm. and gave us diet plans, mm-hmm. uh, with coaches, mm-hmm. with gear, mm-hmm. with clothes, mm-hmm. uh, not cleats. We had to buy our own cleats. Got but it. we got the jersey, home and away, practice jersey, shorts. This is for rugby. Yep. Um – we were, like, given a bunch of school-sanctioned stuff. Cool. That you uh, got to keep. That we got to keep. Just as a matter of fact. Yes. Got it. You know, like, cool duffel bags, yes. the sweatshirts that say the rugby team on it, all that yes. kind of stuff. You get all of that. Yes. Um, but that wasn't – that that team wasn't driving money towards the school, right. per se. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that wasn't – people weren't buying tickets to come to our game. Right. Our games were free. God. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's, it's a different thing. It is a different thing. It's like when you are playing football at University of Michigan yes. and 110,000 people spend upwards of 50 to to $100 a game. That's a million dollars, if raking not more. In that money. Yes. And the athletes go home hungry. Yes. And we can even talk about where that pull quote comes from because that's an actual thing that yep. Arian Foster talked about. Very much so. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that in the second act. Okay, cool. Okay. Great. Uh, NCAA. NCAA. Selling tickets. Selling tickets. Right. Free solo. Free solo. Free solo. Free your mind. The, the rest will follow. Do you know that song? Love it. Be colorblind. 
he's so shallow. No, 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 no. That has a lick. Love that song. That song has a electric guitar <laughs> lick. Let's rip that. All right. Yes. We're licking. We'll be right back. Prejudice. Wrote a song about it? Like to hear it? Here it go. Free your
Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. Today, Billy and I are fixing the NCAA, but that was en vogue's for your mind. Right. What a track. I mean, that's singing, that's... technically, but there's also, is that shouting a I lot, think, too? I think that's pa- passion. Yeah. Is that pure passion? That's pure passion. <laughs> yeah. That is pure, pure yes. passion. Now, Billy, was en vogue also the group who made, never gonna get it, never gonna get it? Oh, my it? God. Was that en vogue? Yes. It was. I believe so. Okay. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Billy, you once wrote a truly iconic Harvard Sailing Team sketch for us all to do. Funny, because it felt like a fan. <laughs> Weekly. Well, maybe that's what makes it iconic. To yeah, me. <laughs> that's valid. That's fair. That's fair. But yes, right. Uh, the nature of that sketch was just because I want you guys to also not laugh yeah, along yeah. <laughs> like the audience did. Um, there is a little thing in songs called a fill, yes. where you have to provide something that just like takes up an eighth of a second of song, like measure. a little sound fills the measure out. Yeah. And in that song, it was never gonna get it, never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Whoa, and, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. Yeah. And so the nature. <laughs> of the sketch was very famous like vocal riff yes yeah. very fun and yes. uh, we were en vogue in this sketch <laughs> yeah. and yes. we couldn't quite get that little riff right and everyone was taking stabs at going oh, wow 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 <laughs> and I thought that the audience the live audience would just have a fun time <laughs> listening to people make funny sounds seriously taking it seriously and making a wow 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 and to my surprise, Shit, to my genuine Shit, surprise, <laughs> we had a room full of emojis with the I, I, and then straight line straight mouth. Lo- <laughs> the straight line mouth, the nonplussed emoji. Maybe one or two with the half smirk. Maybe. Maybe one or two but with the coy That's smirk. because your parents were in town. <laughs> That's the only way. <laughs> oh, Bill, that's so funny. Anyway, yeah. we love you in Vogue. Love you in Vogue. Uh, yes. Uh, second act of the No Joke Podcast. Yes, sir. Adam, I know that we're supposed to be solving the NCAA. We actually have something more important to talk about for a moment. What is that? Q&A with B&A. Yes. Somber tone. It's a somber tone. Um, when things have uh, not gone well for us, or if we've missed a couple episodes or yep. something like that, not yep. even of Q&A, of No Joke, yep. we often cite the reason Life got in the way. Life gets in the way. Right. Life will find a way to get in the way. It sounds like we're alluding to something negative. Yeah. You and I both have positive things coming up in our lives that yes. are taking up too much time. Yes, we're just a little busy. We wish that we could stretch our schedules more. We and hopefully, Genuinely. Truly and sincerely. Right. And maybe there will be a time in our relatively near future where we can dive back into it. But for the time being, our plates are just a little full with life. Right. And <laughs> so we have to say goodbye to Q&A with B&A. We appreciate you, the listeners, for engaging with us and making that such a wonderful experience. Yeah. Uh, it was so great to be able to engage and kind of interact with you on a really sincere, genuine level and mm-hmm. get to know you, truly get to know you better. That's right. Um, and it was a blast. And again, hopefully we can circle back to it. But for the time being, just a little too much life yeah. is in the way. Yeah. <laughs> so I, would, um, I wouldn't have expectations about seeing it again. Yes. So uh, it was a great ride. Thank you, guys. Great ride, and thank you. Yes. Wow, 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 wow. Exactly. <laughs> Second act, the NCAA. Yes. So, as we said, uh, there are certain athletes that uh, probably don't need to get million-dollar contracts from the schools, but there are some who do. Deserve it. Yeah. Yes. Let's call. Let's start with the example. Yes. Zion Williamson is a generational talent. Yep. He is the uh, starting power forward shooting or whatever it is. Starting He's a superstar. Starting Duke, superstar Duke for Duke. <laughs> yep, that's right. Yeah. For Duke basketball. Yeah. Uh, Duke basketball. It's safe to assume rakes in tens, if not hundreds, of millions of dollars in profit every year. I couldn't just even imagine. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it is. It is the Yankees of college sports. Well said. 
And they get this guy, Zion Williamson, yes. because there is a rule in the NBA that no player who is under the age of 19 Correct. years old can be a professional in our league. That's right. You must be 19 years old before you can play in the NBA. Essentially saying at one year of college or if you want to go play overseas, that's fine. But 19 is the minimum. Correct. Yes. Zion Williamson currently would be the second heaviest and strongest man in the NBA. That's so wild. He's 6'8", and he's 285 pounds. Physical specimen from outer space. He is just Crazy. not like the others. No. <laughs> and he would dominate in the NBA <clears throat> today. I think so. But because of the rules set, he cannot become a professional. Right. He is not allowed to become a professional. Right. right. Therefore, he has to spend a year yes. playing for free Yes. at Duke University. Yes. Getting... An education in quotes. One would think maybe, perhaps. But really what he's doing is generating a lot of money and getting better as a basketball player, but generating a lot of money. And attention. And attention for the school. Definitely. He is a... And for ESPN and for Nike and for all the people that profit off college sports, not just the universities. Well said. All the other corporations that are invested in the success of the NCAA. Well said. Not just the NCAA itself or Duke. Right. Nike, ESPN, etc. And across the uh, landscape of other Uh college sports, uh, I would say that there's... A handful of each of schools at each of these sports that yeah. are just like elite billion dollar industries. Alabama football. Exactly. Yes. You get it. So let's use those uh, athletes yeah. as an example for a second. Yeah. We kind of brought this conversation up because Aunt Becky's daughter has Becky. been going to yes. – uh, She promotes a lot on college, uh, like promoting her like prime ads. She has like uh, Amazon prime yes. ads and like the college experience. She's really monetizing the college experience yes. on Instagram. Yes. And Which I wasn't even really that aware of until you just said it yeah. recently. I didn't really know that. And, and it really, that was a thing that you could do. And it, that like just immediately triggered me into thinking like the hypocrisy of some <sighs> students being allowed to monetize the college experience and who aren't generating money for the school. Yeah. Who are actually paying excess money to get into the the school yeah. versus these athletes who are generating billions of dollars and are not allowed to earn a cent. And yes. if they do earn a cent, they will get in trouble, kicked off the team and can't become pros. Here's a truly, a genuinely naive question. Could Zion Williamson, <clears throat> is it against NCAA rules? Maybe you don't know the answer to this. If he were just to, on his own, start making Zion merch, like mm. Zion Williamson t-shirts, mm. gear, sure, could he just sell that on zionwilliamson.com himself and just do that? I genuinely wonder, and I would assume no. I think no. I think the answer is Because that I is- think that LeBron, <laughs> like, I think that uh, players in, like, his position would have already started to do that. Yeah, right. They would already start to, they would have uncles and parents who would be like, of let's course. start generating that money. Of course. But he couldn't be the CEO in that example. I don't know that to be true, but I know that there's enough savvy players like Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel yes. back in the day. These guys all would have been doing this as a workaround to yes. get rich quick. Yes. You know what I mean? Sell the merch outside the state, whatever. And the NCAA can get so persnickety and so kind of granular with their sort of retribution. I remember Johnny Manziel, like he couldn't sign an auto, like he couldn't like sell his autograph right. for a hundred bucks. That's the thing. It really starts to feel like indentured servitude where you, yeah. we, we have full control over you and your choices and putting extreme parameters on what you can and can't do specifically earn money right now. That is what feels immoral to me. Correct. The, 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 there's a, such a thin, it does literally feel like indentured servitude. Right. And the implication of Zion Williamson not being able to independently make, create his own income. He's a free right. adult in the world. Right. And the fact that there are so many restrictions, the NCAA puts so many restrictions on his ability to earn revenue. Right. Feels, feels uh, ownery. Right. Yeah, and, and, right. And really bad. It's like yeah. what other, okay. So, I recognize yes. the tangled web that is 
we can't pay all of the NCAA athletes because some, frankly, like the best we can do is offer a scholarship. Yes. We can allow them to come here, get a good education for the track and field players who just simply aren't generating billions of dollars. Sure. So here is my maybe solution I'm here for, it, for all of this. Yes. Schools will never pay a cent to their students. Schools cannot pay one penny to their students. They okay. can give them any sort of academic help they need, but okay. they can't offer them cash. Okay. However, okay. players like Zion Williamson, yep. elite level athletes that are bringing in enormous sums of cash, yep. they should be allowed to make shoe deals or any, they should be allowed to sign with Nike, Adidas, Reebok, whenever, however, because if those companies identify those students and those athletes as being important for their brand and recognizing that we are going to use them soon, they should be allowed to get paid now. This is a free market. Yes. We live in a capitalist society for right. better or worse. It is uh, – I fully subscribe, fully on board with that with that revision. Yeah. So it's not Duke that's paying Zion. No. It's like you want to keep them amateur in that way, maintain their amateur status. This right. This isn't the pros. Right. And you are getting compensated. I'm sort of rolling my eyes for the college education. Right. However, the fact that they restrict them from making – Endorsement deals. Business decisions. It's crazy. When they are at the level where they should be earning cash for what they are – what they're generating. It's they're generating. insane. Yeah. So and my workaround is if there are brands that simply say that these athletes are you know, worthy of money and more fame and frankly like our ownership, yes. our exchange of we'll give you money yes. and you work for us as yes. opposed to Duke saying we'll give you classes and you work for us. Yes. That should be allowed because I think that that can come down to the granular as well. Yes. For the fencing, you know, kids. Like yeah. there can be advertisements for them too. Why not? There was that amazing video that went viral like a month ago of that UCLA gymnast. Right. That, that female gymnast yes. that did like that amazing like floor routine. She's a perfect 10 machine. Perfect 10 machine. She's, she's done that multiple times. She's incredible. She's clearly incredible. Right. And like the UCLA like gymnastics attendance upticked after that. Like it was right. like of course. It, she was like a viral moment. It was like this is amazing. Right. Why shouldn't that woman be allowed to immediately start signing deals with Adidas and I right. who the hell ever? You should that should be the idea. Exactly. That should be the idea. I recognize <laughs> that schools and money and you know how you shake it out is difficult. But like if some if an outside force is saying we will give you money. I totally agree. We want your skills. We want to invest in you. Yes. You shouldn't have to do a year of free labor on that. Why do you think, again, genuine naive question, why do you think from the NCAA's perspective that they don't allow that? I why? think control What's is just reason? better. I think that it's so enmeshed in the history of it that it's like it's like kind of like a tipping point where it's like once we start giving them freedoms, they'll just take it over. And right now we just are allowed to say no. Yeah. I think they're living in that we've just been doing it this way. So like try and make us change it. Yeah. You know, like even the likeness clause, like um, with the college basketball likeness clause, like video games, they've had to go to court for years just yes. because video games are making through the NC. Exactly. Yes. Through, through the, like, uh, I don't know if it's 2K or whatever college yeah. basketball's version of 2K is. They make players that look exactly like the player, yes. but it's not the player. Right. Therefore, the player gets no you know, money for it. School does. Everyone else does. The revenue yeah. just shakes out. Yeah. But on likeness, those students can't get paid. And the hypocrisy deepens when you realize that Nike brands like Nike and Adidas have, de have deals with the universities. Right. 
but not with the play. It's it's just like I know. <laughs> pardon me, like Nike is all has put their swoosh on everything, and like they do have a deal with Duke and Syracuse and all the top programs. Oh my god! And like the university is raking in money from Nike. Nike's going to be for the college. Like everyone's rolling around in money. There's everyone a- literally mm-hmm. except for the athletes. That's right. There's a, there's really fun viral videos, but aren't that fun when you actually think about it? Where a coach will bring his whole team into the locker room and seem like it's a sad thing, and then suddenly be like, guys, I got bad news for you, and then he'll pull out a jersey and be like, we're sponsored by Jordan Brand. And the team goes crazy because now they're like quote unquote Jordan athletes, but they're wearing a Jordan jersey for like an hour a day and then they take it off. They're seeing no money even though their skills have made them a Jordan brand. There's something like it's there's a taking advantage of youth thing that that ticks me off right like, like sort of the, the naivete of youth right or like that attitude of like you're so lucky to be here that's it you're so lucky to be here that, we've like, been on jobs where we've been told that yeah i won't like, go into the details of it but like when we found out how much we were getting paid where there were we'd be told it's an honor to I be working really for this resist that. and it was like you sons of bitches I need really to resist fall that. back uh, uh, like like the like that mentality and that attitude has become so pervasive or like so baked into the school collegiate athlete dynamic right. Like, that like we're both lucky. We're lucky to have you, but you're lucky to be here. And we're and it's like right. That... We're lucky to have you and get billions of dollars in your wake. Yeah, exactly. Right. And not to also mention the fact that the middleman in all of this, or the, the sort of in the tier, is the coach. These coaches are also making millions and billions and billions. Yes, and like, man. It's like literally everyone except for the people doing the work. Right. This is crazy. This is indentured in servitude. Right. So. Anyway, your first rule proposal yes. of allowing endorsement deals to college athletes, full approval. I see no reason full why not. Full approval. I, it seems so reasonable and obvious to me. Right. Yes. So there's that. Yes. We'll go into our second act break. Great. We'll come back, talk about the future of the NCAA. Great. Maybe new ways of solving it as well. Okay, great. Um, another song. Lauren Hill's to Zion? Jesus. <laughs> Zion. And I thank you for choosing me to come through unto 
Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. That was Lauren Hill's to Zion. Marching, 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 beautiful, beautiful Zion. Oh, my word. My Lord. Oh, baby. Good Lord. How about that miseducation? Forget it. One of the best albums of all time. I remember watching that Grammy Awards, and it was just like, Lauren Hill comes to the stage. Yeah. Lauren Hill comes to the stage. Lauren Hill comes to the stage. Yes, exactly. That was great. Yes, it was totally great. Did you have a crush on Lauren Hill? Big time. Okay. Of course. Same doggy. I had a crush. On like all of the Fugees. Yeah, I just like had a crush on the Fugees. The cover of the score yeah, album. Yeah, like all of it. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, like the beat to Ready or Not. I had a crush on that beat. Jesus. I just like had a crush on it all. That album is <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh we can God. do it. We can do an episode on that album. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> Good God. idea, Bill. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've been listening a lot to Wyclef's The Carnival again. Oh, my God. I that know. was another one that my high school life was defined. Yes. Was definitive. It holds up, Does it? Dog. I'm so glad. It holds up. Oh, my God. And then the one that is in what I thought at the time, that song, Song Fizzy, I believe it's track 13. Yeah. What I thought was an alien language, yeah. but I think it's just like Haitian patois. The Isakuping to me no Song Fizzy. Best, dude. It, like, that is. And then Lauren Hill comes in out of nowhere. You will know the best. The day you will grow Ooh. and keep your hand to, to the, the sky. sky. I'm getting chills yeah. right now. That's, Yo, that's so like one of the best albums that's ever been. Yeah. Yes. Wyclef's The Carnival. Yeah. Wyclef is the best. That's a little tip for the No Joke <laughs> listeners at home. Did he run for president of Haiti? Yeah, and I think Praz <laughs> said, don't vote for him. <laughs> Not joking. Shit. I think Praz was like, listen, like, Haiti. 
Yeah. I've worked with Wyclef for a while. <laughs> you do not need this man to be your president. I believe you're the one that also told me that Proz was working at a Newark airport or something. Yeah. Did you tell me? <laughs> I think he also uh, got arrested and then George Bush pardoned him because Go- Go- Goldie Hawn told him to. Wait a minute. Now, <laughs> what are you? Oh, this is celebrity <laughs> Mad Libs. Just <laughs> wait. Wait. <laughs> Goldie Hawn. I'm taking a deep breath. I'm taking Gold- a deep breath. Otherwise, Pro- I'll go into a laughing fit. Pro- it is celebrity medalists. Proz was working at an airport. He got arrested, but George Bush pardoned him because Goldie Hawn encouraged him to. This Goldie is, Hawn is a big Fuji fan. And this fan. is why we Google. <laughs> this is Bill why picks up his phone. We Google. All right, so we're going to type in Proz. This is quite literally why Google was invented. Proz. We're going to type in Proz. We're going to type in George Bush. And Goldie Hawn. If mm-hmm. that is a trifecta, I'm going to lose my human mind. It can't be, right? I can't. Goldie Hawn was involved? Um, Proz's hmm. pardon? We'll keep, we'll work, we'll okay, work Okay, we'll it. work on this. Yes. Unbelievable. Um, it is the third act third of the No act. Joke Podcast. We're talking fixing the NCAA. Billy right. has already proposed a surefire right. air tight proposal <laughs> right which seems obvious to me let someone that, else pay the kids <laughs> exactly right you don't have to duke you don't have to florida state that's you don't right. have to university of michigan that's right let nike do it and adidas and and one if they why if, not if they <laughs> decide that those kids are worth the money why not it's wild um it seems like now though the nba and other leagues are starting to get hip to um something else yes that they can potentially swoop in and take these college kids and create their own league I remember LeVar Ball wanted to oh, do this thing as well. Right. And it seems like the NBA is now considering it as well. Really? Where like in 2022, you can potentially, if you're 18, join the NBA. But it might need to be in the G League or the developmental league. Okay, this is another – this also makes a lot of sense to me. And they get paid. Yes. This makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. This makes a lot – some NCAA alternative. Yes. Yes. Um, it wasn't – yeah, it's not that you uh, get paid like millions and millions of dollars. Yes. It's like probably more of tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Great. Um, but it seems like people are trying to fill that gap. Yes. Does that seem like a solution to you? It does feel like a solution to me. That feels like a, to me, the NCAA is the problem. And if there's an alternative, that's why a lot of these guys like go to Europe. Brandon Jennings was a high school standout. Yes. He's the one that comes to mind. I'm sure there's others. But Brandon Jennings was like a high school phenom. That's right. And was going to, you know, projected to be a lottery pick in the NBA. Right. Didn't want to burn a year for free where he could risk injury. By the way, we should also mention that Zion Williamson got hurt. Right. And like that is the, that is like the blood red risk of amateur athletics. Correct. Which is like Zion Williamson, Duke is raking in millions off his back. Zion himself, if he gets injured. God forbid, that could put his entire financial future in Hundreds jeopardy. Hundreds of millions of dollars his whole down life. the drain simply because he had to play a year for free. For free. Exactly right. So Brandon Jennings read the writing on the wall, opted out, played in maybe Greece or Poland or France or somewhere in Europe for a year, right. came back and joined the league. That's right. That to me felt like a good half measure. This sort of NBA G League right. halfway step. Right. Absolutely. That feels reasonable. Right. Completely reasonable and rational. A step in the right direction. I had a question. Yes. Are, are high school athletes also like like could Nike like the guy Freddie Adu or whatever like if there was like a crazy phenom thirteen year old Zion last year Zion last pre-Duke, year right is that what you mean yeah pre Duke like can Nike uh, uh, like are they allowed to make endorsement deals with shoe brands like if you're a freak high school athlete I see I mean why would you be allowed I don't know but like yeah. have, I can't think of any have you ever seen like Zion hold up a sneaker in like last year when he was like a freak Instagram like high yeah, school I like I've not. never heard I've never heard of that before so I'd yeah. be curious too yeah I'm just curious as to like if it's what are like, the parameters when you can sign a shoe deal that's right if I'm eight 
and I'm amazing right. at, at soccer. Right. Could I be Adidas? I'm nine. Can I be Adidas? And then I'll like, uh, I'm Adidas 9 through 15, but when I go to UNC to play soccer, I need to stop. I'm just curious about the right. timeline of it. Right. If like, can you be a professional? Like, what makes yeah. you a quote unquote professional? That's right. And if you go to college, can you not be a professional that's right. in that, that I sport? guess that's just what I'm asking. Because but, when I think of like skating and surfing culture, yeah. it's like those, like, there's kids that are sponsored at a very young that's age. That's what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's cool. I'm right. like, that's all about board or that's legal or right. that's whatever right uh, but anyway so this this g league sale i hadn't heard about this yeah i thought that's really i think that's really great but the I thing think that works and that works for basketball for basketball that's yeah. one sport yeah. i don't see a developmental minor league system for football yes you can't make those kids who are stars that should be going to alabama play on like the practice squad of the dallas cowboys for a year and why is that because well i think it's a waste i think it's rachel no well oh. i think it's just wasted skill I think that's that's kind of the problem. Yeah. It's like with the NBA, there can be like 12 superstar athletes that yes. can just transcend the sport and skip college and just yes. jump right into the NBA. Yes. But there are like – football requires hundreds on yes. both sides of the ball. Now, tell me about the baseball of it all because there's college baseball obviously and that's a thing. And yeah. They, the, they live under the NCAA jurisdiction. But then the – so can you go right from high school yes. to the, the farm system? To minor leagues and most do. And you get paid. And most Not do. Not a ton but you yeah. get paid. It's brutal. It's minor brutal. league baseball is brutal. Brutal. Like, Do the majority of professional baseball players get drafted from the minors or from college? Uh, or maybe it's a little bit of column A, a little bit well, like, it wouldn't necessarily be minors or college. Yeah. It would be like high school or college to the minors. Right. That's it's like do most high school do most go from high school to the minors or college to the minors? And it kind of seems like a 50 50 <laughs> split. But it's not unlike here's what I'll say about baseball. Well, I guess it's even yeah. I'd be a hypocrite if I said that. But like Baseball is such a non-contact sport yes. that injuries seem a little bit less likely. That's true. But you are, if you're a pitcher, throwing 99 miles per hour and you're inevitably going to need Tommy John. Wear and tear. When are you getting that surgery? Not until you're a professional. That's right. You know what I mean? That's so right. So it's loaded. Yeah. Um, I, get, I just want to get into something Do real we have an quick. update on Goldie Hawn? We got an update oh, on yeah. Goldie Hawn. <laughs> got a few names wrong in this scenario, but we were hovering. <laughs> we were hovering. <laughs> I'm just going to read a little bit. Great. I'm just going to read a little bit. Great. Oh, <laughs> I've got to read a little more than a little bit. Okay, good. This is from Rolling Stone magazine. Great. November 25th, 2008. Okay. Great. Obama just got into office. 2008, yeah. He just got elected. Congrats, Barack. Yeah. The Fuji's producer... John Forte. Oh, yeah, baby. Know him and love him. Yeah, we could be. They used to say John Forte. That was in um, whatever. He's the one with the high voice. <laughs> We're just trying to stay alive. I believe that. Uh, yes. He says, John Forte, Forte grab the mic and sway this way. way. I'm just a small top. Uh, you're just a dull robber. Exactly. The Fuji's producer, John Forte, hey. was among those pardoned yesterday pardoned. by still President George W. Bush. Unreal. John Forte. Who, was all, who also has two solo albums as a rapper. Didn't know that. Was busted back in 2000 for carrying two suitcases filled with over $1.4 million in liquid cocaine. Liquid cocaine? Through the Newark International Airport. Newark, there's the, there's the connection. He was liquid. That's liquid cocaine liquid, what is in that? briefcases. Oh, my God. Just splashing around. A.K.A. Coca-Cola. Yeah. He was convicted on the intent to distribute charges and given mandatory minimum of 14 years in prison. Wow. That is until W pardoned him. W. For- Forte will be released on December 22nd, but will spend the remaining of his sentence on probation. Among those who rallied for John Forte's early <sighs> release, this is what it was, yes. was Carly Simon. Carly S- <laughs> Why? And her son, Ben Taylor. <laughs> Carly Simon really angled for Forte's release. And if Carly Simon and Ben Taylor weren't enough, there was one other person who really fought for uh, John Forte to get out. Spin the celebrity roulette wheel. Who is it, Bill? Noted Fuji fan. 
Senator Orrin Hatch. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Those were the big three. Nothing Carly Simon, sense. her son, oh, and Orrin Hatch. Orrin Hatch. Get Forte out of the jail cell, put him in the recording booth. I am floored. Right. I, I do, I, it is hard for me to draw the logical connection between known racist Senator Orrin Hatch, mm. career racist, yeah. and him angling for John Forte to get out of jail makes me think that uh, Orrin Hatch also likes liquid cocaine. That's a safe bet. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> where it all meets in the middle yeah. is fans of liquid cocaine that rejoice. Shouldn't be a big deal. It shouldn't be a big deal. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Why it's are fine. we? That's the one thing we should liquid not be. Liquid cocaine is fine. Don't go after anyone with liquid cocaine. Senator yeah, yeah. Orrin Hatch, <laughs> yeah. an office full of liquid cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Um, we only have a minute or two left, okay, Adam. Bill. Uh, final thoughts on the NCIA. Do you have like a, a shoot from the hip solution? Or I just mean, final thoughts. I, I mean, I think that you. I think that the two proposed solutions. I mean, I, I think that the endorsement thing is. The uh, is the answer like the Occam's razor most obvious answer that's in front of our face, which right. is like if you know I'm no big huge unfettered fan of capitalism, but I do acknowledge that we live in a free market. And if Nike and if Zion Williamson is a commodifiable thing, he should be able to commodify himself. Fact at any age, frankly. Do you think it will happen? Do you think in the next and if and if so, when when non professionals start getting paid, let's call them college students start getting paid. Yeah. How soon do you think that will happen? Is that something that happens in the next three years, five years, ten years? Is it a big contract or is it like we're going to start giving them $1,000 a month? I think that if stuff like the G League thing that you talked about right. starts like picking up steam yeah. and they start picking off the elite high school athletes right. are no longer going to Duke but are going to play for the Oklahoma so many Rocket Rocket Men right. instead. Right. I think the NCAA will change. That's tune. a better move. I think they'll change right. their tune. If they're forced to, they're not going to do it on their own right. because like – Wealthy, powerful people don't just give up their power on their own. Right. But if they're forced to and if their hand is forced right. by an alternative method right. of these 18-year-old phenoms honing their skills, I think the NCAA should and will, I'm predicting, right. change their change their tune. Last question. Yes. Hypothetically, um, Zion signs a $100 million contract with Nike before this season at Duke starts. Nice. Do you think that makes him more inclined to play at Duke or not play at Duke? Because now, <laughs> he's, now he's made the money. Yeah. So it's like, what do I care if it's for the Cavs or Duke? I want to win and play basketball. Kinda. I think you I, – I don't know. I mean I, that – and that's what's so funny about like the athlete's mentality. I think that would really vary person to person, athlete to athlete. I feel like um, – some athletes maybe would just be like happy with their hundred million dollars from Nike and like, well, I don't even need to. Now I'll just develop in college. That's I'll right. grow for four years against people my size and age, and then it doesn't matter. Then I'll go to the NBA, get another big contract. But I already have a hundred million dollars. Hundred million. That's I'm playing basketball net. at the right pace and at the right place. Yeah, that was beautiful, Bill. Yeah, you know <laughs> why not? Yeah, play at your place at your pace with a hundred million dollars in your pocket. In your pocket, right? Yes. Everyone else is like fighting for the last chicken patty at the food court, yes. and you are driving up with a Rolls Royce yeah, yeah. like you deserve <laughs> because they're all going to watch you play basketball Come later. On. That's exactly right. I'm fine with it. Yes. So am I. For the No Joke Podcast, that was the it. NCAA. Yeah, solved. Think solved. Get a stamp. What's next? Boom. What's next? Solved it. <laughs> next week, we tackle global warming. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even easier. Well, until the global warming episode, yes. I'm Billy Fury. I'm Adam Lustig. And like always, we will talk to you next week. Thanks so much. That was a HeadGum Podcast.